This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. I want to talk a little bit to you this evening about war. been going on for a long time. The war that I want to talk to you about is the one that we wage as Christians. Our life as a Christian is made up of one big war. Battles that you fight on a daily basis, weekly, monthly. In 1 Peter 2, verse number 11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. And in 1 Timothy Chapter 6, verses 11 through 12, it says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Whenever you think about war, you think about battles, think about the people that, that fought them. Let's, let's take soldiers, for instance. What do they need to survive in combat? What makes a good soldier? They need to be equipped, right? Have armor. That would help. That might make you live a little bit longer. You got to have a way to defend yourself. You need a weapon. So if I give my boys, all you young people, if I give you body armor and I give you a weapon, are you a soldier? Not quite. Need something else. What else do you need to be a good soldier? You got to be trained. You got to be able to follow leadership, follow your command. But most importantly, you got to be trained. Training is probably one of the most important things that's going to help you survive as a soldier. You know, your weapon may jam, your body armor. Is only going to survive about two or three rounds if you're lucky. But your training, your training is one of the things that keeps you alive longer than anything else. And so as we go through this lesson, it's it, not very long, but I want you to think about your armor. I want you to think about the weapon that you use in spiritual warfare. But more importantly, I want you to think about your training. See, because that's where it all begins. You know, by the time a soldier goes into battle, if he's not trained at that point, he's behind the powerball. He, he, he's not going to make it. The time for training is come and gone. In Ephesians chapter 6, we read about the body, the armor that we need to have to survive warfare. 
Beginning there in verse number 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt, girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all preservance and supplication for all saints. So you get your armor on, you get ready. You're ready to go into battle. You're ready to start your week as a Christian to go out into this world. The reason I put this lesson together is that I do not agree with a lot of things that are going on in this world right now. I'm a parent. I got two boys. You know, I might arm them to the nth degree. I might give them every single piece of armor that that is listed here. But if I don't train them to use that armor, to use that sword, how, fa- how long are they going to last? Right now, our home is, I guess you could call it a, a forward operating base in military terms. That's the only thing I know how to call it. It's a safe place. That's where you go to get rest. That's where you go to recharge. You get more ammunition. This church, spiritually, is your forward operating base as a Christian. This is where you come to get recharged, grab more ammunition, and get ready to go back out into the world. But if we don't discipline ourselves to do that, if we don't train our children to do that, what's going to happen? How long are they going to last? Mark 4 Verses 14 through 17 says, The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside which the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown in stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves. And so it endureth but for a time. Afterward, when the affliction affliction or the persecution arises the word sake immediately they are offended and these are they which are sown among thorns such as heard the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things in entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful and these are they which are sown on good ground such as hear the word and receive it and bring it forth and bring it forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. I want to concentrate on these middle two, these middle two seeds, these middle two people. One of them sown on the rock, one sown on the in the thorns. They came up, the seed did, didn't it? But it didn't last. Why did it not last? 
Armor was no good. Sword was dull. We have to be ready. The babes in Christ, you have to get them ready. Or they're going to be choked out. They're going to fall. Another parable that I want to look at is the parable of the talents. Found in Matthew 25. You know, there, there, there's three servants of the master. The first one he gave five talents to, to the second two, and the other one one. These three servants, they all had one thing in common. Well, two things. One, they were all servants of the master. They all served the master. The other thing they had in common was they were all given at least one talent. Verse number 19, it says, And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came forth, cometh, and reckoned with them. And so that he had received five talents, came, and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And so he came to the, first, the third man who gave one talent. He said, Lord, I was afraid. And I took thy talent and I hid it in the earth. Here, behold, here's the, what is thine. He didn't do anything. You know, whenever it comes to being a soldier, if you don't do the job that you're asked to do by your sergeants, you're absolutely no good to them. We had soldiers that got injured in combat, physically, mentally. Once as they were injured, they were no good to us. They couldn't stay in the fight. They got sent home. This servant that was only given one talent, his master had a response for his action. He called him slothful, and he cast him into outer darkness. Every single one of you here is a servant of the master. Every single one of you here is a soldier. What's going to happen if you don't fight? What's the master, what's your commander going to say to you in those last days? Is he going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or is he going to turn at you and look at you and say, I equipped you, you had everything you needed, and yet you did not fight for me. You did not do your job. 
says his Lord answered and said to him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I do not where I sowest not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou therefore thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my becoming I should receive mine own with usury. Take therefore thou talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and it and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast him, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Somewhere along the way, that third servant got scared. His equipment wasn't up to par. He wasn't able to wield that sword. He failed the master. As Christians, we have to defend ourselves. As Christians, we have to fight for others. We have to fight for what is right to get people on the right path. Honestly, I really don't want my children to leave home. I don't want them to go out into this world. Because I did whenever I was 18. And I wasn't ready to fight. Second Timothy 4 and verse 7 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Can you honestly say that about yourself? That you fought the good fight? Be real honest with you. Not everybody's going to make it. Not everybody's going to make it through all the battles. There are going to be times whenever you start to get weak where you need to change your tactics. I want to tell you something. Retreating is a tactic. You have brothers and sisters here who love you, who care for you, who will do anything that they can to help you, to study with you, to help you grow as a Christian, to help you through hard times. That's what we're here for. We're here to help each other fight. But honestly, not everybody will make it. It's just the nature of the beast. 400,000 men and women say buried at Arlington Cemetery. A lot of those didn't make it through the battle. Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. 
And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Just because you have the armor on, just because you carry the sword, unless you use it, what's the Lord going to say to you? You know, there's a lot of people that put on the armor. They put the shield over their back. They put the sword in the sheath. They put both hands in the pocket. They put their head down, and they whistle, Jesus loves me, and try to get through life. Are they profitable? Yeah, I can, I can go through this world with my head down and not look to the things that are going on around about me. Am I a profitable servant? I encourage you today that if you are struggling in any way to be a profitable soldier of Christ, to fight the good fight, if you're struggling in any way, we can help you, we can pray for you, encouraging, whatever you need. It'll be wonderful if I'm, whenever my time has come and I end this, my time here on this earth and I, I go forth and, and the master says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I get to heaven and everybody that I know is there. Not a single person is missing. That's a good fight. That'd be a good fight. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.